bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. <sighs> Grr. It has been one <laughs> fuck of a week. I mean, just on last week's podcast with Sharon Houston, we mm-hmm. were still COVID positive <laughs> yeah. and I had not even been home <laughs> I know. since we got back from Paris. Yeah, yeah. My soup cases had been sitting by your door still packed for over a week and then after we recorded i went home for the first time with my suitcases full of euro covid germs and i picked up my dog peewee from the hospital where he had been for five days um which cost me approximately 1.2 million dollars i mean i think anyone with a pet knows we all know the sting of how much that I i mean it's beyond and then taking care of him 24-7 for the last week. I mean, it's been some of the happiest and saddest and most stressful of times of my entire fucking life. Like, hats off to all the home care workers out there. I mean, that's just taking care of people as your job. and Not to mention the people who nurse their parents, their wives, their husbands, their mm-hmm. kids, their mm-hmm. die any dying loved one, any sick loved one. Yeah. Any what about I mean people that aren't necessarily even dying but just have you know just what but peewee it's like it's like makes me think of people with Alzheimer's or people oh who have God, seizures. Yes, or MS or anything where you have to take care of that person 24/7. Not to mention the people who work in vet hospitals and ERs taking care of sick animals and just the level of stories that have come out. I don't know if you've been paying attention the last couple of weeks of some animal. Just, you just can't deal. I mean, you just can't deal. Even in California, there's some horrendous things going on. And these people face it every day. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know how you deal with... I don't know how you deal with it. I mean, it's one thing taking care of your dying loved one. It's another thing taking care of abused and dying and sick animals that people neglect. And then uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know how there's not an underground vet vengeance crew (laughs) that's going around killing people who do this to animals. I really I I just don't even know how they don't do it. I I would. I, I literally would. Well, and then it's even but it is even harder when you love that animal of course because then it's just like your family well he has kidney disease which we've known and been dealing with for years but for whatever reason his levels went off the charts and he got i don't know if he was in kidney failure because i don't know if you can go in kidney failure and then come out but he got very close to kidney failure and definitely close to death i mean um 
he was he was within hours if, of us taking him to the hospital oh, you know for sure the vet was basically telling you in no uncertain terms using the terms quality of life we have to have the quality of life conversation which means you need to make a decision now if you want us to put him down or if you want to take him home i mean that's what that is yeah and it was every morning too and then the morning yep. that we went to go do the podcast i was like i just ghosted i mean i screened the call i was like <laughs> i'm not answering that shit i'm not gonna go in here and and you know come in this room and and like talk to sharon and and after that every yep. single day I would he talk to them in the morning and then our day would be fucked. I would like mm -hmm. immediately start drinking mm -hmm. and like, mm -hmm. and I just, and I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. And plus we had COVID, but I do want to tell the 14 listeners this is coming up because that for now he is still here. He's still with us. And I am cautiously optimistic that we may be able to actually get his levels down enough mm -hmm. that he can survive. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, like he, every single night it was like, okay, this is the night he's going to die. Yes. And then the morning he would be good for, you know, half the day. Mm -hmm. And, and then from eating, then his, his toxins in his blood would build up because of the kidney. And then he would have these episodes all night. And mm -hmm. then it was like that. The very last night was the most horrific. And the next day they just stopped. And even, and that was two days ago. And now he's like. He went out the doggy door. The doggy door is a doggy door for a, uh, which was in the d the door when I bought the house. I've replaced it because they get dirty, but it's a huge hole and it was for a huge dog. And he has to jump up and go out of it. He's three pounds. So I remember this whole week thinking that it was sad as I'm carrying a limp, squishy, like almost like a, a tiny bean bag. Mm -hmm. I was like, does he have any bones left? I don't understand. Is there any muscles left in him? I mean, out to the backyard. That he would never use that doggy door again. And then he is. Well, it's you know what? <laughs> it's a testament to your will, to his will. And who knows how long he has. But, you know, even if he turns a corner for however long. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I'm like just. I Yeah. I would like for him to get back to the chip stealing food obsessed <laughs> bug nut that he was when he was on Bravo. I mean, I kept telling him that we're going to get him another TV show. I think that's what gave him the will to live. That and you know what, Mama? That uh -huh. and Ashley Ryder's daughter, um, Ryder, singing her song mm -hmm. from Patreon Idol. I played that for him every day because I would need, I would be in this self-pity, crying state. And I would play him that song. And I was going to play it on here this week thinking that he w would be gone. Yeah. And but since he's hanging on, I'm not fucking playing that song. That shit's so sad. <laughs> that shit is so damn sad. I mean, I know. I just think that the collective. I mean, I don't necessarily believe in prayer, but I do think that maybe maybe I don't know. The collective energy got him through. I have all the support, all the you his just you, you know, everyone around him was willing him to live. Yeah. Everyone around him. So. Except the vet. <laughs> now, I mean, so, and yeah, that song, I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. And of course, you know, in addition, the fact that we got a submission for Patreon Idol from one of our little DGP babies is just one of the things that makes the Patreon Idol, which now we must transition to discuss, so fucking iconic. So if you guys want to hear Ryder, who um, sang the song that um, kept Pee Wee alive, <laughs> which is a heart-wrenching heart-wrenching song 
from her car seat, um, <laughs> you got to join our Patreon podcast. It's just what you got to do. We posted Patreon Idol Night 3 yesterday, and it was fucking awesome. Um, we, like, love it so much. I don't know. I want to do... I think <laughs> I want to change the Patreon just to Patreon yeah. Idol. Um, go to julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on the bottom of every page that takes you to a free episode. We do two a week, and they're an hour long. You can choose to sign up for one podcast a week for $1 or two podcasts a week for $2. There's also a link to the free episode in the description of this podcast. Speaking of Julian Brandy, by the way, thank you to everyone who went on and bought T-shirts um, and then waited patiently for us to mail them out, which we never did for um, probably over two weeks. Um, we did not. I mean, honestly, it felt wrong to get COVID cooties all yeah. over them, mm -hmm. and we, we wait so we waited until we were negative, um, but I want everyone to know we finally mailed them out <laughs> all today. It was very exciting yeah. compiling all the shirts. It's the yeah. most, it was the biggest tsunami of shirts that we've had in the entire time that we've had no, shirts. No, no. Oh, after the first. Um, no, there was one like 20, was that 2018 or 2019 when we were out in Joshua Tree? Oh. Oh my God. Remember like. Don't you mad dog me, Miss Carol? Oh, that's I took, right. I went down to the fucking Joshua Tree post office, which, I mean, honestly, it should be on people's bucket lists because Miss Carol, she sent, I gave Miss Carol, it was so many shirts, Mau Mau, that I gave the bitch Joshua Tree, like, <laughs> you know, and with all due, a lovely woman with like, probably, I'm sure like a, just a handful of teeth left. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I gave her $20 and this was before pandemic, but this is foreshadowing of how I was going to act in pandemic. I will not do a tip less than $10 now. I don't even recognize myself. But um, um, I gave her $20 because it was so many yeah. shirts. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of the other workers, she was like looking over. And I think she said resting bitch face. And she's like, don't you mad dog me, Miss Carol? And she's like, I wasn't. I was whatever. And then um, I gave her $20 and she sent us a thank you card. Yeah. Because yeah. all of our our, our return addresses, yeah. yeah, it was so fucking cool. So anyway, yeah. that was the biggest tsunami because that was right before Christmas. Oh, that, okay. So everybody okay. bought a lot of people okay. really supportive, but it was a lot lot that we've when we've had in a long time, and it's because we got our in, uh, bigger sizing. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was exciting. So now we do um, up to three XL on three of the shirts. Mm -hmm. So um, I have to shout out Jorge. From the Inland Empire. I'm not going to say his last name because <laughs> who knows what people want to keep secret. Like somebody's like, you know what? Don't put me on blast for listening to your dumbass fucking gay shit. Um, but he bought a shirt, Jorge. Um, Jorge, if you're listening, bitch, you fucking live two streets over from where I grew up. Okay. I, mom, can you believe this shit? I don't know how old you are, Jorge, or when you moved there. Like, did we go to the same high school? Are you a baby K? And I went to high school with your mom or your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like right. a lot of girls in my high school got pregnant in high school, like straight up. Could Jorge be Heidi Urich's son? I don't know. I'm fucking shook to the core, like shook to the goddamn core. I mean, what if he's like, bitch, no, I went to high school with you. And then I'm going to be. And that's why, you know what, Jorge, you get the fuck on and go to the julianbrandy.com and message me or go subscribe to the patreon and message my ass immediately son because i cannot if we did go to high school together we're gonna have to have like a chat um <laughs> about what we're keeping private but it's basically like a planned housing community with no gate like the one in like et or summerlin mm -hmm. in vegas mm -hmm. is a good example it's not as big as summerlin but it but it is it is really big so and the fact that he lives in that fucking community and not only does he live there he lives two streets over I had I literally went to Google. I was like, 
oh my god shit let me see where this bitch lives and i'm like oh my god my mom is going to die um I mean, I was deep in the in the mems, sweet mems of sneaking out of sweet, my sweet mems. of my window and my my That's bedroom crazy. window, my second story bedroom window, and then passing Jorge's house on my way to God knows where to do God knows what. But <laughs> I lived there my whole childhood until my senior year when my parents moved to Texas. So I'm just like, I cannot believe. Cannot. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. I've never. I, it's unbelievable. And um. Aaron Cornova, meow meow, sent us a little box of treats and another very important celebrity picture postcard of him <laughs> for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. C- coming to a total of three now, we have Aaron Cornova with Sean Mendez, yes. followed by um, Aaron Cornova with Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. And now we have Aaron Cornova, whose real last name is Cordova, but ever since Corona, he's Cornova, with Robin. <laughs> with Robin. <laughs> and the picture is heavenly yeah it really is he and they're so varied we could put him in like a model so very each each picture is just has its so own varied. special thing when he goes to trick to get the job for as a model he should make this put this in his portfolio hey studs long time listener long time caller just wanted to pop in and wish y'all better days despite all the bs as of late this image is in reference to your recent patreon conversation about robin it's a press picture of her performing and me taking it way too seriously <laughs> look closely anyway stay hot uh aaron of course aaron makes it in the press shit for robin it's like there's a like a front row of people with their arms like outstretched to her and she's like putting her arm out a little bit and he's right there you can see him in the group with his arms outstretched just gaying it up <laughs> in the so, front row. He is the best yeah. and very hot, yes, very sexy, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. very sexual, mm-hmm. very right. sexy. We've sensual. met him in person. Yeah, yes, sensual, sensual and sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, in the box, I mean, what was what was important about it was this this postcard, yeah, obviously, because we need to keep our collection obviously, growing. Obviously, um, and then we will leave it to someone inevitably when we suicide ourselves. <laughs> It'll be like who gets the Aaron Cornova uh, postcard collection? Art, and, yeah. Collection? It'll be like an uh-huh. installment. In the box was a red Drake OVO Playboy hat, um, which I'm assuming is for you, Mama, even though um, I am the queen of OVO. Uh-huh. However, you have been. It was very serendipitous because of late you've been obsessed with Nicki Minaj. Like, what's good, Playboy? What's good, player? <laughs> what is good, player? What is good, Playboy? There's nothing I love more than hearing her say, what's good, Playboy? Yeah. What's good, player? And then what looks to be an original LP record of Borderline by Madonna, the single with Think of Me on the B-side and um, the original liner art Mm -hmm. of Madonna, like I fucking die. Aaron, of course, is like one of our like favorite Patreon celebrities Mm -hmm. and original 14 listeners. And he, of course, I've talked about on the Patreon Borderline's my all time favorites it's just like my all-time most favorite song it is i don't know if he he has his ways you know he could have gotten that from you know demi lovato's rehab bag we don't know he's <laughs> he's he's been around the block he mm-hmm, knows mm-hmm. and he spilled some tea but um it could just be from amoeba i don't know but i um, i'm obsessed with it i'm so excited it's so cool so lucky so thank you so much aaron you're 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 always in our hearts. <laughs> you're always in our hearts. Always. I feel like that must be somewhere in a Madonna song. And if the hat doesn't work, 
if we can't make the hat work, because mm-hmm. hats are very specific, mm-hmm. Russ Howard's going to get the red Playboy hat because he's a Playboy <laughs> and he's going to he's going to play you know on. Maybe we should just gift it to him. Yeah. You know and I, mean? I want Aaron to know that that will be done with love and that my dad will be at the golf course hitting balls in the red Playboy Drake hat, <laughs> um, keeping it very real. Good. Last but not least, my mom, Donna W., <laughs> Our mysterious rich benefactor slash sugar daddy in New Jersey (laughs) sent us another very generous gift card. This bitch. I I don't know. She she just out of nowhere just comes and rains, rains the cashola. It's like she she she, it's like we're in the strip club. (laughs) She walks up and she just makes it rain and then she disappears. And we don't know if we're ever going to see her again. But then. Maybe and we don't later. know who she is or what she, she is. looks like. No, no, she, no, no. She literally never, all it had was a post-it note, a post-it note. Like, and that's what she did before. Like, Donna, she it was a post-it note that says on the cover of a gift card with a Christmas ornament on it. And she said, Merry Christmas in July. Love yas, Donna. She never gives us any details about her identity her, or her life. The only thing she always makes clear is that these gift cards are re-gifts <laughs> like how fucking legendary is that legendary iconic like not only is it a generous gift card y- y- you don't need it you it's 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 laying around your home it's, yeah. it's in the way <laughs> there's like a stack of it's them so good she's so great it couldn't have come um, at a better time after just most recently spending $1.2 million on my, on my um, dog's care. So thank you so much, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Okay, now we get to hang out with one of our favorite comedians and talk some shit. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's how I got famous, talking shit. And I'm gonna keep talking shit. I'm going to keep talking shit till the day I die, bitch. Matter of fact, I'm going to record something. So when I'm dead and I'm in a casket, I'm going to be on a fucking radio talking shit like, yeah, at my funeral, let me tell you about these motherfuckers. Okay, this is our segment called Talking Shit, where we hang out with comedians and talk shit about politics. Why? Because talking shit is fun, and comedians are funny, and even though some dumbass bitch left a review saying that she can't listen to this podcast because we're, quote, too ranty, she can fuck right off and go listen to a podcast about 90 Day Fiance, because Do You 22 has turned into a non-consensual fuck in the ass with no lube, and we physically need to talk shit so we don't do violence on Republicans voting against human rights. Exactly. And we need to talk shit violently. But lucky for us, our guest today could never be described as an annoyingly ranty. No. He looks like a sexy modern day Jesus if Jesus was a comedian that was against religion and was like Mensa level intelligent. He's so funny. He's so funny and so smart. And he knows so much about politics. We're horrified that he agreed to do our stupid podcast. But he said yes, and he's stuck now. So without further ado, we're so excited to talk some shit with John Fugelsang. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi. Let the shit be talked. What is too ranty? What is it too, too ranty? What is that? The, it's the, sexist. Uh, it's sexist, John. <laughs> From a woman. I was going to say, you could tell her she sounds a little shrill. Do that. Exactly. They love that. Yes. Yes. They love that. I got to tell her to calm down. I'm going to tell her to calm down. Tell her to smile more. Oh, yes. Smile more. Yes. 
Yes. And tell her that uh, it's okay that she can't do podcast reviews. She's good at other things. She's good at other things. Mm. Let her know. Okay, so you guys, before we get down to the shit talking, mm. I need um, for John to know okay. that people are sexually obsessed with you, John. Our friend, what? our our friend Shane, <laughs> our good friend Shane, he used to work on your series show, and he was so hor- oh, yeah. he was so horny for you. Okay, <laughs> no, I forgot. No. I was gonna text Shane this morning and Shane's ask. like a beautiful blonde Adonis. That's not true at all. No, you're <laughs> he, thinking of my pro- my producer Jorge. That's that's who all the boys went yeah. for. He, she, listen, Shane. He he, and even Julie, who lovingly hates men, <laughs> she will literally bring you up out of the blue and be like. Oh, John Fugel saying is so smart. He knows so much about the Bible and shit. Like I like. Well, love him. that is nice. But again, I'm popular with with the ladies in the choir because I can pass for Katie Lang uh, to get into girl bars. So. Oh my god, you're so much better looking than Katie Lang. Stop it. Oh, I listen. I've got I've got into Henrietta Hudson so many times, and, and I and I and I don't have to wax if I say I'm her. So it's no, all good you all don't. around. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can go into all the places. Now, that was great, guys. Thanks for having me. This all right. Really good night. More. Good night. Good night. Thank uh, you, Shane. Yeah, now I have to. Te- I forgot I have to text Shane and make sure I can say that. Well, and then, of course, the dumb bitch who left the review can say that we sexually harassed you. Okay. Oh, yeah. That'll get her randy. <laughs> now, John. I understand that. Um, let's get into it. There is so much to talk about. But before anything else... We want to know what you think is going to happen at the midterms in November. So do you think this abortion nightmare is going to help the Democrats or what's your what's your feeling? I feel the same thing I feel at every election. If there is high turnout, the Democrats will do well. If there is low turnout, the status quo will protect itself. Mm. That's how it's always been. Um, That's the only thing I'm used to. I, I'd, I'd like to believe that taking women's rights away, <laughs> that that all of American women suddenly realizing they have fewer rights than their mothers or their grandmothers because a bunch of dead slave owners picked an electoral college that hired the racist reality show landlord instead of the email lady the majority voted for. But when I say that sentence, I realize that when the aliens come down, I'm not going to be the one to explain that fucking system to them. Uh, so, you know, I, I'd like to think that stripping Roe v. Wade, I'd like to think the January 6th summer miniseries hearings. I'd like to think that Joe Biden uh, cutting, probably cutting half the federal student loan debt in the country this fall, because he's not going to do it before then. He'll do it before the election. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that'll be enough to motivate people to get up and get out. But, you know, democracy is sort of like uh, COVID shots. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of it, but a lot of us don't want to use them. So that's sort of how it is. The, is the rest ever- of the world would love democracy and COVID shots. We got them. We're not using them. Mm-hmm. Is there ever... And then, by the way, um, sometimes it feels like they don't work. Um, okay, but... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, <clears throat> just like democracy... So right. Is, well, is there ever? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, t- it, but it'd be. But hey, hang on. But it'd be worse if you didn't. It'd be worse if you didn't. That's right. So that's exactly that. right. That's yes. the point. You got to just do it. Yeah. And that's the and point. Was a great You're analogy. not in the hospital, and Trump doesn't have a second term, so <laughs> right, it'd be exactly. worse if you didn't. Right. That's right. Now I'm wondering: Is there, in your experience, is there ever a high turnout in midterm <laughs> elections? Like, I mean, yeah. so there can yeah. be. There can be. Uh, well, the only ones I can point to are um, after 9-11, mm. when everybody, you know, showed up and, and gave Bush more of what he wanted. <laughs> and then I'd have to say, um, after uh, Bush took everything he wanted, 
and sent a lot of Americans to die in an illegal war because 2006 people showed up. 2006 is the one time we've seen left, democratic, liberal, progressive, anti-evil, anti-evil people showed up a lot in 2006 mm -hmm. because uh, they got their Iraq war check in the mail as well as seeing the economy getting trashed. Uh, you know, I, and again, 2018, we saw a blue wave then because of, of Trumpism, and it was amazing. So, you know, generally the party in power does not do well their first midterm, um, but a lot can change. We'll also have to see what happens when the, you know, August jobs report come in and we see that inflation has gotten better. Um, but, you know, it, again, it's like these are the Democrats we're talking about, and Democrats are sort of like an S&M slave who forgot his safe word and keeps getting pummeled and pummeled and pummeled while chained to a toilet in a men's room stall. So that's... <laughs> well, what do you think? The, what is the... Well, I uh, want to know what he thinks really going to happen. I mean, you. so you're, you You don't even try and have hope. Do you just go, I'm going to wait oh, and see logic? No, I, I, I hope. I Hope is my drug. I huff hope out of a paper bag behind a grand <laughs> gas station. Um, no, I think I think that, you know, I do have a lot of hope. Like, will Look, we, is I'm there any... a lot of you, energy do, into this. I go, I go on the air every night and push this thing. Do you yeah. think, but I mean, do you have a feeling like we might... I'm an idiot, so I like thought like Trump wasn't going to win. Like I constantly, I literally tell Julie and shame her um, on the daily. Like if I hear one more time about abortion, that's never getting turned over. And then it happened. I was like, okay, I need to. I just need to stop. And go yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, well, let me just say, don't be ashamed of that. Like for years, I said the same thing. For years, I was like, hey, hey, as long as politicians have mistresses, abortion will remain legal. All right, it's very simple. The Republican Party has used abortion to get donations and to get votes. And they've hustled these right wing fake Christians for years and years and years. So much so that now anti-abortionism is synonymous with Christianity, yep. even though the character of Christ in the book is not against abortion. That is perfect because we want we have to hear from you about like how right wing religious Republicans and the Christian mm -hmm. right um, are using the Bible and religion to like manipulate policy. Like we have to hear everything about that. Like, <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's start with slavery and then move on from there. Um, no, I mean, that's how, that's how it's always been. But you know, I, I never thought they'd actually do it. Cause I thought what's going to happen if they, if they overturn Roe v. Wade, how are they going to raise funds? Are, are, is illegal immigration going to be enough for them? A gay marriage? I mean, like, you know, they're going to have to get back into Muslim terrorism fear or something. Um, and then when they when they actually blocked the black president from having an up or down vote mm. on his duly appointed Supreme Court nominee, mm -hmm. that's when I realized, oh, my God, these fuckers are really going to do it. Mm -hmm. They're going to be the dog that caught the car. And now they own every horror story that comes forth, every ectopic pregnancy that kills a woman or threatens a woman's life every 10 year old rape victim being forced by the state to carry and bear her rapist child yeah. all of the botched abortions all of the future dr kermit gosnell back alley butcher clinics because again they can't ever they can't end abortion they can never end abortion they can only end the safe legal regulated kinds punishing poor women with greater poverty and none of these fuckers want to see their taxes go up to pay for all this life they're forcing to come into the world. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see their taxes go up to pay for all these poor babies. Sixty percent of women who terminate pregnancies are mothers already. All of the abusive, all the women who are in abusive relationships who are terrified of getting pregnant, they're going to own all of this. And, you know, abortion horror stories are about to become the new mass shooting horror mm -hmm. stories. They're going to be regular 
and they're going to be preventable, and they're going to happen anyway. 153 Republicans in the House voted against permanently legalizing gay marriage. Almost all of them voted against the Right to Contraception Act, which it just is what it is, like <laughs> the fucking right to birth control mm-hmm. and the right for medical professionals to provide it. What is their fucking problem? <laughs> like, is are this is just lobbyists? Are they? I mean, is it is it because they're that's like, not lobbyists? Is that like their no. re- their religious? I feel like that's all. Those are religious things. Like, well, no. First off, you had to understand one thing. Okay, none of these Republicans, and let me get this right. You ready? Yeah. None of these Republicans give a rat's ass about what Jesus says in the Bible. Okay, they have their club, and their club uses Jesus's name. But that's about it. They're like a cover band. They are, they're not the actual thing. You know, they're they're like, you know, the 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 sticks cover band of the state fair that has like one of the original roadies from the eighties playing bass, and they're sticks. called sticks. Yes, I love sticks as well. God bless Dennis the Young. God bless it. God bless Dennis the Young. Uh, so so none of them are Christian. Here's the deal. Um, what we have now in the Republican Party is this dynamic where if any of them do what we want government to do, work together. To make life better for Americans, married. I call it the Dave Brat rule. Um, uh, Eric, what's his face? Was the minority leader in in the Congress? Um, oh, I've already forgotten his name. It's so nice. Eric. Uh, uh, Eric. Eric. Um, Wait. Oh God, I've already forgotten his name. Eric Cantor. Eric Cantor was the minority leader oh. in Congress. Right. He was the Republican. He was the head of their House Republicans for years. And every week he would go to the White House and uh, meet with Barack Obama and say no. To everything Barack Obama wanted to do. He was regressive, he was racist, he was fascist, he was corporatist, he was anti-woman, anti-gay. He would say no every week to everything Obama wanted to do. Then a businessman in his district named Dave Bratt primaried him and said, can you believe that Eric, uh, Eric Cantor meets with Obama every week? If you elect me, I'll never meet with Barack Obama. Ugh. And that worked. And they threw out the leader of their party in the House for someone who was angrier, dumber, louder, and more racist. I call them the illiterati, these Republicans. They're, they're just they're angrier. They're, so ever since then, they've all realized, oh, my God, th- this is the paradox of Republicans in Congress. If they do their job, they lose their job because there's always someone at home more batshit, more racist, more regressive, more bought and paid for than Republicans. So they're trapped. They have to get crazier and crazier because that's who controls the party now. You know, Frankenstein yeah. created this monster, this low information uh, voting block, and then the monster keeps fighting mad scientists it likes more than Frankenstein. That's what Trump was all about. It's kind of what these hearings are all about, too. So they, they can't do anything. So the Republicans are going to not be seen as working with the Democrats. They'd rather have Democrats run ads that say he voted against birth control because it's not going to hurt them to do it. It's not with their base. So they can do all this whether they mean it or not. Let's talk shit about the um, finale of the January 6th reunion. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, not the finale. The season finale. They've been picked up for the next season. Oh, they have? Yeah. Oh, they're going to come back. They, they got picked up before September. Obi-Wan Kenobi did. Yeah. They oh, got picked so- up before Obi-Wan did for more episodes. So that's I'm why. For sure. That's why they're saying that Claire, Clarence Thomas's wife might be subpoenaed because they're yeah, going to have more. they're doing more. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I didn't get that. I was like, yeah. I thought it's over. One division didn't get picked up for more episodes yet. <laughs> they've already. That's how popular these hearings are. Now, okay, well, what was your favorite part? <laughs> My favorite part was where the whole thing was a Republican scam to get Ron DeSantis elected president. <laughs> now, 
Uh, let me let me get the bad part out of the way because mm. here's my unpop. We we play a show on my SiriusXM. Play a game on my SiriusXM show called Unpopular Opinions. Uh, this is my unpopular opinion. This is all about getting uh, Ron DeSantis elected president. You notice all the witnesses are Republicans. There's two Republicans on the panel. I mean, when I saw Cassidy Hutchinson testify, and I love Cassidy Hutchinson, by the way. I I loved all the, the, remember the Cassidy Hutchinson young adult novels where she was the sleuth? (laughs) And like, I remember the one where she got the summer internship working for Ted Cruz and realized, uh, fuckery afoot, that was it. Fuckery afoot, a Cassidy Hutchinson YA novel. Um... But, like, I, I saw her telling Liz Cheney about all the bad things Trump did. What I really saw was uh, I, I saw Ted Cruz's aide telling Dick Cheney's daughter how to solve Mitch McConnell's Trump problem. <laughs> because the establishment GOP does not want Trump, but they want to keep his base. Yep. So the book uh, uh, This Will Not Pass by the New York Times writers about January 6th and Trump, they quoted Mitch McConnell as on January 6th as saying, let the Democrats deal with the son of a bitch. And so as much as I like the hearings, Dems need to realize they're, they're kind of to some extent being played because Republicans are not coming out and saying anything because they don't want to piss off Trump's audience, mm-hmm. but they all want Trump to go away. So all the witnesses, are, except for the, uh, the, the Moss ladies, all the witnesses have been Republicans, all of them. And it is all a concerted effort by Republicans and some Democrats to make sure Donald Trump can't be the nominee in 2024. I'm telling you, it is the clear the path for Ron DeSantis hearings. But Having are, said that... You, yeah, but you would ahead. want that, right? I mean, I would. I would be thrilled. Because um, I don't believe there's anything punitive or or results will happen from this, but I am enjoying it. Um, well, just like let me a go housewife. my unpopular opinion number two. Okay. I, I'm a lot more scared of Ron DeSantis than I am of Donald Trump. You yeah. are? I don't think... I don't think Donald Trump post January 6th can be elected. I know we've been wrong about that before, but I don't think Donald Trump will ever be elected president again. Ron DeSantis is like, you know, yes, he's a regressive fascist doughy mediocrity, but he is casting himself as the sane electable Trump and the GOP is already getting in line. And the media is not talking about it, but these hearings are all about the Republican Party positioning who their nominee will be in 2024 wait is your unpopular opinion that you would rather have trump over ron DeSantis? yes yes Why? i would i think look joe biden is 79 years old now okay in two years joe biden will be 137 years old. <laughs> and 137 year old joe biden might not be able to beat ron DeSantis, yeah. but he could beat he could beat donald trump in a coma oh my god i've been wanting the wrong things yeah, well, I, because I feel like at least I uh, we we experience and we come in contact with, unfortunately for us, a lot of different fucking QAnon assholes. Like, <laughs> honestly, that's America. I, I live here, too. Yeah, and they're just everywhere and people I know and relatives. And it's so and I feel but like they're, but they're so well, they're well informed and they argue <laughs> in good faith. I just don't know if if Trump's not bothering with them if if i feel like a lot of them might lose interest because it's his network that like drums up all the little conspiracy theories that does everything on 8chan and all their little or on his own i guess he has his own social media thing now doesn't he yeah but don't you think that they'll still go for ron ron desantis like well i mean i think that it is scarier because he like mike pence let's say who everyone's saying is a fucking hero okay (laughs) um Oh yeah, it's what like, a hero Mike Pence is! Oh. By the way, uh, I I I, uh, I 
you know, like I've stopped. I haven't helped treason like seven times in the last month. Seven times it's, in the last thank month. Thank you. I had a exactly. Help exactly. And chose exactly. not to. So right, I'm, right. I'm here for my medal. By right. The way. right. You haven't raped anyone. You haven't done treason. You haven't killed anyone or shot them in the head. You are a hero. Like. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm ready for my accolades. <laughs> exactly. And so the and I don't know what it is. We don't know what the answer is. I mean, I don't know if you've thought about this. What can the, de- the Democrats' messaging is horrendous. They never seem to put the Republicans in their place, while the Republicans seem to, with the hearing, it's like with even Liz Cheney and her heroism doing her stupid uh, job. And oh, we, and we're, yeah. <laughs> and we Everyone's can't... favorite Democrat, Liz Cheney. Exactly. Yeah. And we can't seem to put them in their place. Ron DeSantis, as the rational running Republican, meanwhile, he is so evil and the republicans are so evil that and we can't point it out i don't understand what it is that we what can we do i mean i know we have our shows and we try and do what we can do but it's like what would you say if you were advising the democratic party i can't even talk to my own family i'm just like i guess it's just white grievance i don't know and then i just i don't even try what are we afraid of to point (laughs) out i don't know what needs to be said to wake these people up. What's well, your feeling? Sadly, sadly, some people need to be slapped before they can wake up. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole true. story of America is uh, many times it has to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> I mean, we can go by, you know, um, policy and what the Democrats are actually fighting for. And we can also talk about what they've achieved. The problem is they don't brag enough about what they've achieved. Yep. And again, you know, Biden's been president, what, less than two years. So created nine million jobs. Most jobs ever created in one year, got unemployment down to 3.6 percent, ended a 20 year war in Afghanistan that Obama and Trump couldn't end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love a that. Trillion dollar, that a trillion dollar infrastructure law, which no one else got done. A two trillion dollar American rescue plan yep. uh, confirmed what, like 70 federal judges. First major gun law in the nation in 30 years. So, you know, uh, shit has gotten done. Um, and the problem with Biden is the ageism. I mean, there's so much ageism towards the guy. I'm so I am so tired of defending him from ageism that I need a nap. Like I'm going to (laughs) break a hip if I have to defend this guy. from ageism. And and I like ageism because it's the one ism that liberals and conservatives both do equally, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, but so, so, or they can talk about what they want to do, what they're trying to do. Like, they're the only party that cares about women's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, the ma- vast majority of Americans support women's reproductive freedoms in all or some cases. So that alone should be enough. Healthcare. Obamacare got us down to the lowest number of uninsured Americans in the history of the country. Imagine if they went for single paya for every playa, like all of our capitalist allies enjoy. Um, expanding Medicare. Why doesn't Medicare cover vision, hearing, and dental? I didn't even know it didn't. Because I'm not in that demographic. Yeah. It doesn't cover those things now because Kirsten Cinema was paid a lot of money by insurance companies to not even allow a vote on that. Um, gun safety. You know, you can be anti-massacre and not be anti-Second Amendment. Likewise, they talk a good game about progressive taxation, make the rich pay their fair share. That's popular. The majority of Americans like that idea. Talk it up more. Yep. Decriminalizing weed. Joe Biden is the wrong guy for the moment because Biden needs to be... They moved him so far on, on abortion rights. They got to move him on weed. Um, I thought they are. Just a, 
Are, are, there, are they just introduced a bill, no. right? Chuck, Chuck Schumer and... Corey yeah, the Democrats, yeah. the Democrats are, and they better, because I tell you, man, if the Democrats don't own decriminalizing weed, yep. the Republicans will take it yep. and pretend it's all theirs. Yep. Yeah, so, like, because what about, the, what's his name, who went who went off? The, Boner. Boehner. Boehner. You know, he went off and started a fucking... Weed farm. Weed farm. Beyond. Yeah, dem- no, he's not a weed farm. He's a <laughs> lobbyist. He's, pay- he's, he's, a pay- he's an asshole who's paid... By weed conglomerates, not small farmers, not independent people growing in their backyard, but, you know, the douchebags who are going to take over weed and ruin it. The big pharma version of weed farmers is what he represents. The average guy selling weed or girls selling weed or growing cannabis, they can't afford to hire the former Speaker of the House mm-hmm. to go help bribe people. That's all, that's all he is. John Boehner's as disgusting as he ever was. The problem is Kevin McCarthy makes John Boehner look like Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. the problem. That is the problem. Exactly. They're, each one is worse than the last one. It, yeah, it's yeah. What That's what John said earlier, that they keep having to That's get whole big, Republican more Party. monsters, the, and it's look, so look obvious the, that they're doing that now, the last, now that you say that. Yeah. The last Republican president to balance a budget, right? You just assume, like, a basic competence for a conservative. Balance a budget. Last Republican president to do that, Eisenhower. <laughs> and how low has the party gone? <laughs> they went from Eisenhower to Nixon. From Nixon to Reagan, from Reagan to Bush, from Bush to Junior Bush, then Sarah Palin, mm. then Donald Trump. Mm. Like, like, what's going to be Kid Rock's hepatitis is going to be their <laughs> next presidential nominee? Yeah, they don't seem to. They just don't. I guess they're just getting paid, and they just don't seem to care. But that's why we're going back yes. to Liz Cheney. If we could just talk shit about her for one second, okay. Let's talk about yeah, our favorite. Dem- By the way, we wait twenty years to see a Cheney get punished for lying, and we see a Cheney get punished for telling the truth. That's where we're at right now. Exactly. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney killed a million people for a lie, and Liz killed her own career for the truth. Do you think she'll? Do you think she'll get reelected, or do you think she will lose? Nope, she'll lose. Wow. She'll lose. Yeah. And by the way, if I may, um, Liz Cheney still thinks women should go to jail for abortion. Thank you. Liz Cheney still <laughs> thinks that billionaires have it awful rough and could use another tax cut. Yep. Liz Cheney still thinks the Iraq war was just swell. <laughs> Liz Cheney is adored by liberals because she's right about one thing. Yep. That's it. Right about one thing. And that is the, the manipulation of this whole thing. And that's driving me insane is the hearings and even... And I know, fine, Adam Kinzinger, and he's fine, and whatever. But anyone who calls themselves a Republican, and now this is extreme of me to say, but I do feel this way. Anyone who calls themselves a Republican at this point, at least for now, I think is garbage. And you cannot align yourself with this party. You can't. And if you still are, and you say that you want Republican values, well, what are the values that you want? You want to kill women? You want to take rights away from gay people? You want to no immigration? You are you're you're a white nationalist? What are your values? Well, it's all double talk and jive. They'll say they believe in states' rights, unless your state wants you know weed. Unless your state wants, let's see, uh, to make abortion the law. Unless your state wants to have gun safety in place, like New York, states' rights has always been code word for racism. Protect yes. our borders. Yep. Protect our protect our borders. Well, they don't actually mean that. If, if any politician who talks about illegal immigrants, any politician of either party who fearmongers about illegals but doesn't 
want to lock up the white people doing the hiring <laughs> is lying to you. Yeah. There is You don't need to build a wall at the border. You need to take down the gigantic neon help wanted sign. Yep. And no one wants that. Wall Street really doesn't want that. Exploiting marginalized brown people for cheap labor has been in style since, Lord, before we were a country. Yeah. So they, on immigration, they're all full of crap. They're all liars, and they're all deeply, deeply anti-Christian. What's left? Protecting the unborn? No. Fuck you. If, you're, if you don't believe in climate science, mm -hmm. you don't give a rat's ass about the unborn. Yep. You're letting polluters go ahead and befoul this glorious earth even more? They don't care about the unborn at all. They're a cult of selfishness. They only care about themselves, yep. and every talking point they use is designed to keep them in power and do nothing for the people who put them there. Okay, before I, it's, it's so good. I want to just I, I I mean I don't I know you were probably not interested in your serious shows so successful, but it's like I, I don't understand why that like they're not having you be asking you begging you to be their speechwriters. You know shit. I mean honestly, like so bef before we let you go, I have to hear you talk shit about Joe Mandouche and, and Kirsten Jizma. <laughs> like please, just please. Okay, sure. <laughs> um... Yeah, Mansion and Cinema, where to begin? I mean, together they they form the most loathed celebrity couple, Manchinema. <laughs> I mean, what do you think is going on here? Like we we keep try we try to dissect um Joe Manchin and Kirsten Jizima probably once a week yeah. <laughs> on the show to try and understand what is going on. She's getting paid, he's getting paid, all of that. Yeah. Is he yeah. I mean, are they both Republicans in Democrats clothing? Are they is it is No, it they're Democrats. They're 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 Democrats and they are proof that some Democrats are bought and paid for. In a way it's good that they're there because mm. you can say, Okay, you've got forty eight Democrats who aren't bought and paid for mm. and only two who are bought and paid as much as Republicans, so much so that Mitch McConnell told Republican donors to give the max to Manchinema. Manchin comes from the third poorest state with no billionaires. Wow. But most of his donations don't come from his state because they're poor. In the first half of last year, Cinema got over $400,000 in contributions from lobbyists. And she wasn't even up for re-election in three years. And that was up 150% over what she got the year before. So all of a sudden, rich people are just pouring money into their campaigns. And they have blocked more economic reform like, it, like it's Donald Trump's arteries. Um, <laughs> You know, here, 83% of us want government to negotiate with drug companies to lower drug prices, right? 76% yep. uh, of Republicans. Cinema killed it. We're the only wealthy nation in the world without a federal paid leave standard, and that's hugely popular. 82% um, uh, of us think we should have that paid maternity leave. That's bigger than K-pop. It's not controversial. 83% um, of us want Medicare to cover hearing, vision, and dental care. Uh, you, you know, th they killed that. I mean, these bills are so watered down. You could pour it on a guy's face in Gitmo. And so my solution to it is uh, we have to, I think we, the people, can do a better job than lobbyists at buying off our elected officials. Yeah, I was going to say, if, why don't we get our donors to pay more than their donors? If everybody who voted for Joe Biden gave $1, we would have $81 million to buy these two senators. This is my vision. It's called Bribe Back Better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Exactly. That's the name of the episode. Yeah, Bribe Back Better. <laughs> yeah. I liked Cult of Selfishness, I did. I wrote too. that down, too. Yeah. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. You guys are good. You write down the names of episodes. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to do some work. <laughs> well, no, my, my show, my, my radio show is a podcast now. And so I let, I'm still at the point where somebody else picks my episode name. So I've got to fix that. You guys are good. <laughs> well, we well, do all the work and we would love for someone else to come in and do some work, which is why you're here. I'm that, carrying I know. the episode. By the way, I should say that, right? My, my show, my Sirius XM show, if you don't have Sirius XM, um, we, it's not all politics. We have a lot of celebrities and actors and Ruby stars and rappers and, we have all kinds of people, but we're we're all we're now a daily podcast as well. They take the best of last night's show. It's called the John Fuglesang Podcast. It's available on Apple and the Google and the Stitcher and all over the place. And uh, so, um, yeah, that's my plug. So, what did yet, they do? Your sh- plug is your show too? Well, of course, we're gonna where you have to tell our fourteen listeners where they can find <laughs> you and hear your sultry voice and see your sexy hair. But so oh my. Your, how long is your show? Two, your serious show? Two hours. Uh, it's three hours. Feels longer. Feels longer. <laughs> and then, and so but, then they take it and put it into an hour podcast. That's genius. We are from nine until midnight East Coast, six to nine on the Pacific Coast, and yeah, it's like a forty-five minute podcast. They'll take my opening rant, and then um, you know whoever that night's author or politician or or celebrity interview is. And, uh, and and uh, and then a few deranged callers as well. So yeah, we're we're finally. Uh, people have said I do a podcast for years. I'm like, no, it's called radio. Actually, it's called radio, <laughs> but now it's both. So well, and our podcast fun. Your, your income probably went up by like twenty five dollars a week. <laughs> so that's really great. But you now have fourteen new listeners for sure yeah. from here, and we probably lost all fourteen of ours because why even still bother with this ranty? Um, Ranty, shrill voice, yeah. annoying women's podcast. Boy, I'll never forget Jesus's rant at the rant, rant on the mount. You know, just like stop it already. Well, John Fugel saying thank you so 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 much. Yeah. Now, now, um, our listeners know where to find you. Tell what do you do? You, I mean, we love. You I on le- Twitter, let me just so, say this. Okay. I need to say this before we let you go. Your Twitter, okay? <laughs> everyone, listen up, okay? Ne- everyone needs to follow you on Twitter. Your Twitter gives me. Life. This is what I tell you. Julie Every... comes out of nowhere. She's like, I just, John Fugel saying, he's so, he knows so much about the Bible. And I'll be like, oh, where is that coming from? And I guess you're what, reading his Twitter? Of co- yes. <laughs> yes. Just from reading well, your Twitter, I'm like, uh, it, it's, it's not just funny. You're, I just, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing like a, a, an inner clap for every single tweet that you put wow, on there. Every you. single fucking one. Okay. Well, I should say, like, I, I, I don't consider myself to be a particularly good Christian or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I like God. I identify with his mood swings. Um, but but uh, I was raised in a very Catholic household by very progressive Christians. My mom was a nun who worked as a nurse. <gasps> wow. My mo- oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, that's why I'm... Oh, this is why I'm damaged. Yes. I, <laughs> oh, my God. My mother was a nun who uh, was a nurse and worked with lepers in the jungles of Malawi, Africa. My father was a, a Franciscan brother who wore the brown ropes and the rope belt and taught um, history to Catholic students in Brooklyn. And um, they they tried to raise us to be progressive, free-thinking Catholics after they left the clergy. And that's why I do stand-up, because I can't afford the therapy yes. I actually yes, need. Yes. So, you sound um, like a compulsive I... liar, because that sounds <laughs> unreal. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Unbelievable. So, for... For me, like, I, I have this thing where, uh, uh, you know, I like Jesus quite a bit, but I view him like Elvis. Uh, the fan clubs scare me, like the guy, yep. scared of the fan clubs. Yep. And what, I, what what gets me down is that I would never call myself a good Christian, 
but I've known a lot of good Christians in my life. That is to say, people who try to lead a Christ, who try to lead a Christ-like existence, mm. um, and who actually care about the stuff Jesus talked about, which would be taking care of the poor, taking care of the sick, welcoming the stranger, mm. being kind to uh, people who are mean, and uh, being <laughs> kind to those in, and being kind to those in prison, being against the death penalty, all the stuff Jesus actually was. What passes for Christianity now is obviously a bunch of shit Jesus never talked about. And Christianity is so messed up in this country now. Mm-hmm. We're in a time when they get people to vote against everything Jesus talked about crazy. by talking about abortion, which Jesus never talked about. This is a time when, when bless your heart means fuck you in this country. Mm-hmm. This is a time when, when people think that the talking snake was literal fact, <laughs> but love your enemies was just Jesus being all metaphorical and shit. So... <laughs> I, I get really mad when I see people um, claiming Jesus is their savior when he's really their prop. And uh, again, I don't claim to be a good Christian, but Jesus taught me the joy of calling out religious hypocrites because it has to be done because <laughs> the Democratic Party is not going to do it. The Democratic Party is not going to come out exactly. and say, the fuck is Ted Cruz and Marjorie Taylor Greene claiming they're Christian? I say this all the time and anyone can do this. You, you say to your say to your your right wing friends and loved ones and coworkers, uh, name one teaching of Christ from the Gospels that the Republican Party or Donald Trump have fought for in the last forty years. Just one, and you will find out how biblically illiterate these Christians are, because mm-hmm. they'll say abortion. The Bible's not against abortion. Jesus's religion of Judaism not against abortion. Abortions are free in Israel. Not just legal, but free in Israel. God's the least pro-life character in the book. And then they'll say, well, uh, (laughs) protecting our border. And it's like, uh, no, being shitty to migrants and immigrants is the opposite of everything Jesus taught. So, like, I'm not against the government based on Christian values. Um, I'm just into calling out these hypocrites who use Jesus as a mascot, and they use him to get political power. And I think the Democrats... It's not about getting right with God. You don't need to believe any of the Bible is literal fact to call these hypocrites out. And they have to be called out because they are destroying the country. They're destroying our economic future. They're mean. And I'm tired of seeing the religion of my parents used as a cloaking device for rank fuckery. I think I might want to change the title of the episode to God's the least pro-life character in the book. <laughs> That's really strong. I mean, that is so Long. true. And that, you know, I mean, he, you know, to... just, I'm just, I didn't write it, but he, he aborted everybody with a flood one day because he felt like it. He so, cut the, yeah. He cut the tips of dicks off. <laughs> he was mad about everything. He, he wanted to kill everyone. He was, he had problems, God. Well, you know but I mean? then he, 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 he lightens up a lot halfway through. But yeah, you know, I, I, I always say, like, the reason why so many males in my generation got so into Star Wars, I think, is that it actually, the, the Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker thing really mirrors like the uh, God Jesus thing. Like the, the the father's a lot more powerful, but the son's not a dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I could we could listen to you talk about religion all day, and in fact, I'm gonna come. You we're have gonna, lives. We're gonna have to have you back. I want to go through what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through a series of like you said. We're gonna find topics and we're gonna equate it to a biblical verse, and we're going to sure. de- dis- we're gonna debunk everything that the Republicans are doing through the Bible. And you're going to do that. And we're going to make you do <laughs> you it. Really, it's, you really can. It's really fun to do. Because yeah. again, there is no teaching of Jesus 
that they actually care about. And the, the amount of uh, distortions of the Bible they push every day. And I get this. I debated Jerry Falwell on Bill Maher when I was like, you know, nine. And uh, honestly, it's amazing how these right-wingers have read none of the Bible. The only thing more amazing is that the Democrats let him get away with it. Exactly. You didn't, you didn't say your Twitter uh, handle for the, oh, it's for the at, kids. At John Fugelsang, which is hard to spell, I'm sorry. Uh, or go to johnfugelsang.com. Love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Queens. Come on my show again sometime, please. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the fact that the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them have literally overturned Roe v. Wade and rolled back women's rights 50 years. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard, especially right fucking now when asshat Republicans are denying us rights, denying us equal pay, and denying climate change, all while standing in the middle of states with historical heat waves and droughts and wildfires and floods. Exactly. What a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not to be believed. Uh, I might have lost a few thousand Twitter followers after the few ranting tweets (laughs) that I posted lately. And you know what? I just say thank you. Good riddance. Whatever. I'm not going to stop. I don't care. But it did cross my eyeballs. I I noticed I was like, whoa! Because I've gotten real violent on Twitter. Because I can and yeah, that's fuck just em. whatever. So too bad for you. You probably have a couple thousand bots on there anyway. It could have been bots. Whatever. And you know what? I was just, I just, it's not something I check on, but when I was, I saw it and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Anyway, it also ties in with, it made me feel like I know that most people might think like, oh my God, I don't know, what, what did I, uh, but not me. I was like, I am doing something right, <laughs> which made me feel like even for today's So There's That, I'm in additionally excited to announce that for the first time in possibly months, I had a hard time choosing the good news to impart to all of you good people. Yes, Jesus has come down from the mountain. And even though the earth is on fire and all of our rights have been stripped away, sleep tight because there's still people fighting for us. And true heroes are emerging from the pits and embers from this living hell. It gives me hope to stumble upon people who have been quietly and not so quietly fighting their own personal battles, which in turn are actually just small victories in the bigger war for equality and justice. Today, we focus on just one of those heroes. Her name is Monique. The comedian? Oh, she's so much more. If you don't know who Monique is, the truth is you probably actually do. She's probably best known, in the moment anyway, for playing the abusive, scary mom in the Lee Daniels-directed and Oprah Winfrey-produced movie Precious. You may remember this film as the vehicle that brought us the very annoying talents of Gabourey Sidibe. Ryan Murphy, of course, jumped on that bandwagon (laughs) and has been exploiting her ever since. She's always just so flat. I mean, I like her as I I like her on talk shows and stuff Mm -hmm. a lot. And she's fun Mm -hmm. and 
like I would think I would have fun hanging out with her. Yeah. But I mean, the acting's not that good. Not there. Say, man. It's just not there. Uh, Monique, however, it is there. She's not only an accomplished comedian. Um, during the time of the supremely popular stand-up comedy tour, The Kings of Comedy, Monique spearheaded and headlined the sister show, The Queens of Comedy. She's basically one of the biggest stand-up comedians out there, and yet you probably think of stand-up and think of Amy Schumer or Dave Chappelle. Well, Monique was sick of hearing about them, too, and not being given the respect she has earned and rightly deserved. During the promotion of the movie Precious, Monique was asked by the producers to do some extra promotion. This would consist of doing those obnoxious and repetitive junkets where the actors sit with every single TV network on the planet and talk about how they prepared for their roles, why the movie's important, and the actors and the crew are a tight-knit family who will never see nor speak to each other again in their entire lives, especially the ones they fucked in the trailer or raped or whatever. Well, the Queen Monique said, and no. I'm sorry, but no, it's not in my contract. It's extra work that I'm not being paid for. And are you asking Lee Daniels to do extra work without getting paid? Or are you Oprah? I doubt it. So no. And also Oprah, go ahead and pay me then. If you want the extra promotion. Not that hard. And you're one of the richest people on the planet. Right. Well, that was the no heard around the world. And Monique was subsequently labeled hard to work with, a diva, a bitch, and she was for all intents and purposes blackballed from Hollywood or doing any movies, and it became very difficult for her to get any work at all. Even though she won an Oscar award for her performance, was the hottest thing for a second, but the misogynistic, she's hard to work with wave was a tsunami that ruined her career. And people did think, or maybe because Monique, Monique said that it was Oprah and Lee Daniels that did that. Yeah. And that ain't cute, honey. That and not, that's not cute. But she would not be stopped. She kept going as those of us who are constantly tossed aside try to do. Now, most of us don't win Oscars and are barely talented and are just holding on trying to lose 50 pounds every week. But Monique was a stadium level comedian and an Oscar award winning actress who couldn't get any work. So that was, she basically got canceled before getting canceled was the thing. Mm-hmm. And People are get, getting canceled now and not even getting canceled professionally. The only other person that we've seen actually have that happen to is fucking Nini. Exactly. And there's a pattern there if you have eyes. And of course, name one male comedian in the same boat. Even Louis C.K. is back. And though the world hated Dane Cook at the time, he kept selling stadiums. He kept moving forward. No one ever took work away from him, and he kept making movies. And when I tell you that the world of comedy hated his guts, they hated his guts. But I never did. No. Well, the (laughs) audience was there for him, just like it would have been for Monique had she not been fucking fucked over. Anyway... She has been fighting and working ever since, and she's been booking guest stars and doing her thing, but she was definitely pushed to the outskirts of an empire that she helped build. In 2018, Monique was offered $500,000 from Netflix to do a stand-up special. $500,000. Now, that seems like a lot of money, except when you learn that Amy Schumer was paid $11 million, and Dave Chappelle got something like $100 million or something crazy. Now, you may say, well, Amy Schumer's like the most popular comedian next to Dave Chappelle. But Monique has been steadily selling live shows, and in general, it was just another turning point for her. Not to mention the level of stand-up trash that is constantly turning up on Netflix steadily now for years. Well, she said no again. And then she started a campaign to expose the inequality, especially for black women comedians, women, and black women in general. And I think we can all agree who get paid less than their counterparts on every level of fucking society. She didn't just start a campaign. Bitch sued Netflix. She sued 
Netflix for uh, racial and gender inequality. Slow clap for justice already just for doing that. The yep. balls and the balls it took even prior to go around and fucking put Oprah's name mm-hmm. on Front Street. Mm-hmm. There, You couldn't fucking... Sh- shake a stick and find somebody who had the balls to take on Oprah. And she didn't give a fuck. She was like, you want to fuck me over? Yep. And it was so, even then a lot of people, cause Monique can be, um, especially when anyone, when they're mad and angry and they're coming on a talk show or whatever, you're just angry. You know what I mean? So you can get the feeling where you're just like, well, this isn't really that fun to watch, but I didn't care. I mean, I I do. I'm not just bandwagon jumping. I was I was really impressed um, when she did that with Oprah and Lee Daniels. Yeah. I thought that took such balls. And then suing Netflix. I mean, I was already used to her balls by that point. I yeah. was like, well, yeah, rock right. it, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Rock it. And I fucking can't stand fucking Netflix. No. Now, we obviously love this so much. And I guess, <laughs> you know, in the past, I, did, I didn't really pay much attention to Monique for whatever reason. I just wasn't really aware of her battles. Turns out she has to fight these male comedians on a nearly daily basis. She went on Steve Harvey, who was a friend of hers, and they had to have it out on his talk show. Uh, and recently she had to prove that she was a headliner on a show with fuckface and serial sexist D.L. Hughley. You fuck. She doesn't stop. And because she doesn't stop. He tried to play. And by the way, if you guys go and Google that, if you have any interest in shit like this, because... He tried to post receipts and come for her, and then she posted receipts and fucking burned him <laughs> yeah. to the ground yeah. like ashes. Okay, ashes. because she doesn't stop, and maybe you know, she maybe she is hard to work with. Maybe, but she can't be any harder to work with than a guy who takes his dick out and jerks off in front of a group of writers and still gets to make a million dollars. I think we know she's just fine, and what. She- <laughs> I I think we know she's just fine. We actually don't care if she's hard to work with. We don't fucking care if Nini's hard to work with. The fucking network was built on Nini's back. I don't care if she's hard to work with. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Half the world is hard to work with. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I pride myself on that. Like, I'm totes (laughs) unfriendly. So, like, fine. Fuck off. Like, that's not an excuse. The bitch is funny. She does her job well. She sells out the stadiums. I don't fucking care what the working conditions are. And she has an Oscar award. She has an actual Academy Award, okay? So, if you think that half the people, let's just, in that, and I think half is even being generous. I think it's more than half of these fuck balls who are in Hollywood you don't think they're hard to work with you're out of your mind exactly and what she is doing is a lesson especially for women right now and never backing down or giving up and standing by our worth she dug her heels in wah wah honk honk back the car up Greg (laughs) and she won the lawsuit against Netflix that was my Oprah um, impression (laughs) that's what you get Oprah she won the fucking lawsuit against Netflix, okay? Uh, the fact that this is a headline news everywhere is also just another symptom to the fucking racist and sexist bullshit that we all have to live in. Well, she got Netflix to not only pony up a non-disclosed amount, and believe me, I, I looked everywhere to try and find, like, someone just to leak the amount of money, but no. But if you think that you Amy think Schumer, it's like, what, like five million, I think if Amy Schumer got 11 million, we couldn't even we can't even think about Dave Chappelle. But I think if Amy Schumer got 11 million, we have to think she had at least somewhere around five, if not seven. And then they also gave her a movie deal. Monique, we salute you. We thank you. We appreciate you. We are now your lifelong fans, and you are more than a performer and a comedian. You're an activist and a feminist, whether you like it or not. 
and you are the gold standard for any of us who have said yes when we knew we should hold out and ask for more. At the end of the day, you're an Oscar award-winning actress and a fucking hilarious comedian. During this time where women's rights are being stripped away, let's not forget Monique and let her be our patron saint like Joan of Arc and let her fight and her ambition, which is not a bad word, and drive and strength guide us all during this terrible time. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. And we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Even though you guys are going to all go listen to John Fugle saying, and you're probably not even going to listen to this anymore. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour and we try to get at least the first one out by Sunday. So you'll have all week to listen to them. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress. And best of all, you won't hear us pressure you to join the Patreon every five fucking seconds. <laughs> Nothing else. You'll be distracted from your own life, thinking how annoying and problematic we are. And we just posted episode three of Patreon Idol. So if you want to hear Baby Riders song for Pee Wee, you've got to subscribe. <laughs> and if you want to hear other content we offer besides Patreon Idol, there's a link to a free episode of our Patreon podcast in the description of this episode. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on the bottom of every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, you can import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, like Apple Podcasts or Google or whatever the fuck. Or you can listen to them right on Patreon.com where you can like and comment on the episodes. And you can also message us privately and other members of our Patreon family. And you gotta join if you want to submit yourself for future Patreon Idol episodes. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Miss John Fugelsang, honey. Oh. Killing it. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met, mine. Faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. 
Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab. And see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 